It's called Pirate Radio. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. If you are not a Jedi yet. Battle stations. I swear to God. Swear to me. Do it. Come on. Kill me. I'm here. Come on. Do it now. Kill me. Autobots transform and roll out. Mike, what am I? All right, guys, welcome to GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, my name is Mike. This is Mike on the Mic, one of the awesome podcasts on the GGR Pirate Radio Network, uh, teamed up with Steve Monarch. He's got Educated Guesses. Take a listen to that one. You guys can find it on iTunes if you just search Educated Guesses right there. Pretty easy to find. Same thing with mine. You just look Mike on the Mic. You can type in GGR Pirate Radio Network. We're all right there on iTunes, so it's easy to find. Looking forward to this one today. This is going to be a cool podcast. we got a couple of great things to talk about. Um, we'll definitely jump right into this and get started. But, I mean, that intro, man, like, that's, as you can see, I have fun playing with this Audacity stuff and messing around and making my own intros. That's a new one that I did uh, just for this podcast. Um, I'll probably have something different every single time just because it's so much fun to play around with and have cool, uh, cool intros for our show. But let's go ahead and get started uh, today. Is June the 16th, 2015. Uh, this podcast will be out June the 16th, 2015. Um, but I wanted to start with uh, an article that came out just recently uh, that has been kind of making its rounds on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, and it's uh, it's titled, uh, College Students Once Four Graphic Novels Eradicated from the System. Okay, so quick uh, read on this one. It says, uh, a 20-year-old college student in California is protesting the inclusion of four landmark graphic novels in an English class that she took during the recently finished spring 2015 semester uh, at her college. The ones that she read are uh, Persopolis, um, Fun Home, Why the Last Man, Volume 1, uh, Sandman, Volume 2, The Dollhouse. And he, um, basically she said that these were pornography is what she called them. She called them garbage. And first off, she's supposed to be an English major. And any English major in their right mind saying that things should be censored, things that should be destroyed, things are garbage, is is ridiculous. Like, I, I'm at a loss for words for this one because it's so incredibly dumbfounding that somebody would say this. But also, let's just kind of flip script here a little bit and, and talk about some of this because what's frustrating for me is the lack of respect given to the graphic novel because, I mean, ultimately, it's a, a great use of not only storytelling, but also the art itself. It's a combination of the two. And a fantastic way to tell a story. Um, a lot more... In, in a more interesting way of telling a story than just having prose, which prose is great in its own right. But, and here's... This is one of the things that bothers me the most about this, is I remember uh, being in high school uh, and reading and actually really enjoying his work, and that's Gabriel Garcia Marquez. I mean, he recently passed away, so so God rest his soul. But one of his books, uh, Love in the Time of Cholera, at one point talks about this, I don't know how to describe many other than like Rico Suave, basically like your Hispanic Latin lover who just loves the ladies so very much. And there are 
two particular scenes where in very graphic detail it describes the relationship that an older man has with a teenage girl. Um, but then also, too, on the flip side, describes a relationship that he has with an older woman, you know, one, a woman of, his, of the same age, but in very, very, very graphic detail. And this is considered a work of art. It absolutely is a work of art. And the guy's an amazing writer. He was one of the best storytellers I've ever had, I've ever read. I mean, it was just incredible. But to try to draw the line between that and graphic novels and say that one of these is pornography and the other one isn't, like, it's, you, you can't, you really can't draw the line. And it's one of those things where people say, well, if it was, you know, the difference between art and pornography is, you know, if it's pornography, I, I'll know it when I see it. I, I don't think that that's really the case. Um, all, all of these books that are listed here, all of these are incredible. They're incredible works of art. And for anybody to try to claim that they should be destroyed is just horrible. Like, what we live in the United States. We have freedom of speech. We have freedom of press. These are things that were are, are, are given rights. This is what our country was founded on. And for anybody to try to stand up and say that these things should be destroyed just goes against everything that this country is about. And uh, the professor, actually, who uh, taught this class, and, and actually we'll start with what... Um, what this ignorant girl said. She said she, um, and this is directly from the article, she was apparently aware that the specific focus of the class was graphic novels, but she told the newspaper that I expected Batman and Robin, not pornography. First off, to say that you expected Batman and Robin in a literature class, yes, it's about graphic novels, but to expect Batman and Robin when there's so much more out there, like, first off, if I went into a class and I had a professor do Batman and Robin in an English class about graphic novels, I would be insulted. There's so much more out there. There's so many other great things. Now, unless he's, like, you know, doing The Killing Joke or something like that, which is an amazing work of art, or he's doing any of Frank Miller's uh, The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Returns, then maybe you get a pass on that one. But I wouldn't even really call that Batman and Robin. That's more just Batman. I mean, Robin's in it too, but I digress. Um, And then her father tries to take up for her too. And he says that uh, if they had put a disclaimer on this, we wouldn't have taken the course. Um, she should have stood up the first day of class and warned us. Speaking of the professor, like, there's nothing to be warned about. You get the syllabus when you start this. If you're going to be concerned that you're going to be offended, you should have looked all of this stuff up. And you had the chance to drop the course and not have it show up against your record. But that was your choice. You chose to stay with this class. And now, after the fact, you're trying to complain. And I just think that it's sour grapes, and I think that it's... Again, what's wrong with this country is people always have to tell everybody when they're offended. Oh, I'm offended. I'm offended. Nobody cares if you're offended. And it just gets old. And the professor said, I chose several highly acclaimed award-winning graphic novels in my English 250 course, not because they're purportedly racy, but because each speaks to the struggles of the human condition. As Faulkner states, the only thing worth writing about is the human heart in conflict with itself. The same may be said about reading literature. The character in the chosen graphic novels are all struggling with issues in morality, self-discovery, heartbreak, etc. The course in in question has also been supported by the faculty administration and approved by the board. So, again, like, this isn't just something new where this teacher decided to be a rebel and just throw these in here. This is legit stuff. They knew exactly what was going on. But then, of course, the girl has to come back with at least get a warning on the books. And most I would like the books eradicated from the system. I don't want them taught anymore. I don't want anyone else to have to read this garbage. I I can't believe that this girl wants to be an English major. It just blows my mind. Like it's 
people said this about um, about um, Catcher in the Rye. I couldn't think of it. I had lost it there for a second. But they said the same thing about Catcher in the Rye, that it should be eradicated from the system. They said that about um, Vonnegut. They said that about um, any of the um, Jack Kerouac books. Um, at one point, they tried to ban Fight Club from different schools because of the content that was involved. Because, oh, it's not appropriate to fight with people. Oh, it's not appropriate to do this. I understand that morals are important, but at the same time, you make these things taboo, people are going to want to read them the more. And it's going to put it into a situation where you're not going to be able to control people. Because most kids, well, and that's maybe this was my generation, maybe this is no longer the new generation, want to experience everything, want to see everything that's out there. But apparently this girl, who I wouldn't consider my peer, I would consider you know um, the, the future of our country, which is goddamn frightening, this is what they're becoming. They're more opinionated. They're more easily duped by horrible things like this. Oh, well, you know, if you're offended, then you have to tell everybody. No, you don't. If you're offended, don't read it. Tell your professor, hey, look, I tried to read this. I really don't like this content or whatever it is. But don't sit there and wait until the end of the course and try to complain and try to whine. Because that's all she's doing at this point is whining. But that's... Honestly, more time than I wanted to devote to this girl because she just makes me that mad. Like, it's just ridiculous to think that somebody would even try to do something like that, try to ban books. I mean, it just reminds me of uh, that part in uh, Field of Dreams where um, Ray Kinsella and his wife are sitting there and just ranting and raving and then uh, about them trying to ban books in Iowa and how horrible it is and how the last people that were known to ban books were the Nazis. It's the same thing. And you just you hear about it more and more and more, and and the all the same stance every single time. Oh, we're doing this, you know, to protect our children from what? From the written word, from the spoken word, from art. Like these are things that they're gonna get exposed to anyways. Might as well explain to them, hey, look, it's not for everybody. You know, there may be things that you see that you may not like, and that was, I mean, I accepted that when I read uh, Marquez, when I read uh, Love and the Tomacolor, and I was like, ew, this is pretty gross but I could appreciate what he was doing it, it was still descriptive it was still amazing it was still beautiful in a way I mean it was kind of gross but at the same time th- these are great things and it just it, it frightens me to think that this is what our country has become is you can complain about whatever you want and if you're loud enough and you're rich enough and you have the right lawyers uh, you can win your case and it's it's sad it really 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 is sad so let's move on. Uh, we talked about that in great detail. Um, I want to talk about the big news. I mean, if you're a video game fan of any age, um, specifically like more my age, like 30s or older, um, you grew up with uh, the original PlayStation. Um, but more importantly, you grew up with one of the greatest RPG games of all time, and that's going to be Final Fantasy VII. They just announced, Sony just announced that they are remaking Final Fantasy VII, and the internet has exploded. People are losing their minds. And rightfully so, honestly. Like, it's it was one of the greatest games that I ever played. Uh, in fact, when we started Great Geek Refuge, you know, and I've gone now 10 minutes into this podcast and I haven't even mentioned the website um, hopefully you guys know it at this point but it's www.greatgeekrefuge.com um, when we started this and this is uh, we're coming up on our anniversary actually next month is going to be our one year anniversary which we're actually going to do some cool things uh, to celebrate um, talking about like our favorite articles that we've had um, we're going to have guest writers some uh, some podcast guests too but just overall it's going to be kind of a fun month uh, in July of just celebrating uh, this thing that we created over a year ago 
When we first started it, I did my mission statement. And in the mission statement, I said the following. I said, uh, what is uh, GGR? It stands for the Great Geek Refuge. The Great Geek Refuge is like a sleepover at your best friend's house in middle school. You don't have to be afraid to admit you like comic books, that you secretly know every word of dialogue to The Empire Strikes Back, or that you teared up when Eris died in Final Fantasy VII. We're all friends here. The fact that I mentioned this in the first opening salvo of GGR shows how important this game was to me. Um, and I mentioned it in another podcast, and we talked about um, how nerdy I was. A, a buddy of mine um, let me borrow this game. We were in high school. So, I mean, I was a few years behind, but no big deal. Um, and I was playing this game, and it was the first RPG that I'd ever really played. Like, before this, it was, like, sports games, and I had played, like, a few fighting games and stuff like that. Or, like, your side-scrollers, like the X-Men game for uh, for uh, Sega Genesis, which, by the way, is totally friggin' awesome. But this was the first RPG experience that I had. And it was the first time that I'd ever really gotten sucked into the story of a game. Because Final Fantasy VII was just incredible. It was that amazing. The story was that um, intense. And I got into a point where Eris, um, unfortunately, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, hopefully it's not, hopefully you've played this game, but Eris gets offed by Sephiroth. Sephiroth comes down, they have the one-winged angel, and he stabs her in, in the back and, and kills her. Um, it's a very touching moment, it's a very sad. Um, and I came to school the next day, uh, and I was bummed out, man, because, you know, like, I was so enwrapped and enraptured in this game. And I'm telling my buddy, he's like, what's wrong, man? And I was like, oh yeah, I was playing FF7 last night, and Eris died, because oh yeah, dude, that's rough. I know what you mean, I, I've been there. And the other people that were in, because um, we used to meet before school, like in the hallways, we would sit like outside uh, in the hallways in front of the little pods where our classrooms were. And all the people were kind of sitting there, um, I kind of heard our conversation that, uh, that I had said that Eris died, but they didn't, none of them were video gamers <laughs> like me and my buddy were. And they were like, oh, we heard you said a friend of yours died? Oh, oh, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. And my buddy and I look at each other in this moment of, like, if we tell them what really happened, we're going to be the biggest dorks on the face of the planet. We will lose all cool points that we've ever established up to this point. And we were just like, yeah, yeah, she was a friend of ours. And they're like, oh, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. We're like, yeah, it's going to be rough, but we'll uh, we'll get through this. It'll be tough. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, that's probably one of the nerdiest moments of my life. Other than um, when I first met my wife, we were like, we'd been dating for like a couple days, and I get a notification uh, in the mail to go pick up a package from the post office, and I knew immediately what it was. And I had ordered it before I met her, um, but it had just come in, and I was like, oh my god, because I'm still trying to be cool at this point. You know, I wasn't trying to admit how dorky and nerdy I really was, and. Uh, she was like, what is it? And I was like, listen, this is going to decide a lot um, whether or not you judge me for this thing that we're about to go pick up. And she goes, oh, Jesus Christ, what is it? And I was like, it's a lightsaber, like a not a real one because, you know, those don't exist, but like as close to a real one as you can possibly get. <laughs> and she was like, all right, well, let's go pick it up. And I'm sure she kind of rolled her eyes and she kind of was like, what the hell am I getting myself into? But, you know, we're going on eight years now and strong, you know? She's still with my nerdy butt, so... Hooray! Hooray for Sandy. Hooray for my awesome wife. Um, but yeah, that's... The Final Fantasy VII news is, is just incredible. And especially, too, because before I did any of this GGR stuff or before I um, had, like, a real adult job or wrote for, um... wrote for uh, Ethan Stone PI or any of that stuff... Um, 
one of the things that I did, I was a video game store manager for a number of years, for probably like five or six years. And we would get to go to these cool conferences every year, like either in Las Vegas or San Antonio, depending on where the company was sending us. But we would go to these conferences and all of the developers and all of the video game companies would be there and talk about all the games that they were coming out with for the next year or the big plans that they had. And everybody, whenever we got to Square Enix, would always ask a Final Fantasy VII question. So much so that to the to the point where Square Enix would like just cut people off. And they would be like, oh, no questions about Final Fantasy VII. Or they'd give like some like flippant response where they're just like, oh, we've told you before that we're never doing a Final Fantasy VII remake, which they are doing now, so they were full of crap. But it's just cool that it's finally going to come to fruition, that we're finally going to get to see this. And uh, a while back... And it's nothing against gamers. Let me just state that. Gamers gamers are cool. I mean, a lot of the guys that work on this uh, website, like Gus, for instance, uh, Andy, uh, big gamers. Uh, they love games. And I do, too. I still love video games to this day. But at the same time, um, it just doesn't have the same draw that it used to when I was younger. And I mean, it's maybe because I'm an adult and I have kids and I have to worry about other responsibilities. But I also noticed that when we were trying to uh, finish up Ethan Stone, the first issue... Uh, but also when I was trying to write more often and trying to get stories actually done, that video gaming was taking a ton of my free time. And for you guys that are gamers, I mean, it, it's cool. I understand. It's great. I mean, it's it really is an art form. It's like an interactive movie. I mean, except it takes a lot longer. Instead of, you know, two hours of your time, I mean, you're spending hours upon hours upon hours, sometimes three, four, five cumulative days just to beat a game. And that's cool because it's it's something that's immersive and you get wrapped up in it, just like I mentioned with Final Fantasy VII. But at the same time, too, for me, I just didn't have that kind of time anymore. I needed that time to focus on wanting to do something creative, which is why I'm doing the podcast, which is why we do the website, which is why I do Ethan Stone, which is why I write my own stories. So for those of you who can play and still do other stuff, too, congratulations. I personally just didn't have that kind of video game commitment, so I gave it up. But games like this, um, games like the new Star Wars Battlefront, which, holy crap, that looks amazing. The game looks so good. I'm, okay, I'm not excited. I, I am excited. Uh, but I don't have any of the systems to play it on. It, it almost makes me want to buy a system. Um, that There's that Batman game where you get to drive the, uh, the Batmobile. That looks really cool. Um, it, it makes me question getting rid of my systems uh, a few years ago. But at the same time... I'd rather be productive. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll find the time. Maybe I'll find the money. Maybe, you know, if I ever become a millionaire because of this website or these podcasts or the uh, comic book, um, then I can afford all that and I'll have extra time to play video games. But probably not. But that's pretty much going to wrap everything up that we've got for today, guys. Um, got some good things that we got to talk about. Got to talk about video games. We get to talk about that idiot in California and how she wants to ban books. Um, but my name is Mike Lunsford. This has been Mike on the Mic. This has been a GUR Pirate Radio Network production. Woohoo!